Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Well, good day there, my friends, and happy day, whatever day it is that you're listening to this. At the time of the recording, this is a Sunday afternoon in Toronto, Ontario. And it's been what I like to call a self-care kind of Sunday. What that means is I've done some cleaning, done some cooking, I made a bone broth for the week, I made a big old sprouted lentil and mung bean stew for the week. Gave myself a coffee enema infused with ashwagandha and coconut oil. And uh, I think that was about it for that one. Took a ton of greens powders, fasted for half the day, just getting my protein from amino acids. Worked out, stretched, meditated, infrared sauna, cold shower, and I'm feeling good. I am feeling fine. And this is the kind of feeling that I really want to cultivate and to transmit and to help unfold in the world, in my clients, in my friends, in my family, in those that are ready, most importantly, those that are ready. I'm done trying to break open people that aren't ready to change and trying to force people, trying to drag people along. You got to let people be where they're at. And that's a lesson that I'm learning more and more these days including for myself, to let myself be where I'm at, right? And to not always be cracking the whip of do more, achieve more, earn more, be more, you know? It, it's, uh, it doesn't feel so good many times. So, shifting from that, rewiring the brain, um, and one of the best tools that I found for doing so, I actually found through our sponsor at Audible. Again, this is online audiobooks, audio programs, right to your device. Super convenient. No excuse to not be learning and expanding your brain with new ideas. Uh, and the book that I would recommend is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Fantastic book. Phenomenal. Game changing. But the best part, the most important part, are the meditations at the end. And that's what I'm talking about for rewiring my own patterns, rewiring my own brain, letting go of limiting beliefs, right? So go to audibletrial.com slash Brian Hardy. Get yourself 30 days and a free audio book. And uh, yeah, you can thank me later because it's a fantastic service. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy. Just like my name says in the podcast feed or the SoundCloud, or wherever you're finding this. And today's episode is featuring my friend Julian. Julian is fantastic. He is quite the character. He is smart. He is intelligent. He's funny, playful, um, always growing, always sharing. 
He hosts meetup events regularly. He does his uh, G-Walk regularly. So you can go. He uh, The Young and Eglinton area in Toronto, you can actually go Saturday mornings, 9 a.m., and go and do some breath work and some walking and really tune your state up, tune your brain up. And you'll hear about that in the podcast. And all the notes for today's podcast you'll find at uh, brianhardy.ca forward slash julian. That's brianhardy.ca forward slash julian. So go there, check out the blog, get the show notes, and uh, without further ado, enjoy this live holistic biohacking edition of Redefining Reality with my friend Julian, a.k.a. the Brain Training Pro, a.k.a. martial artist, creative thinker, entrepreneur, you know, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. He founded the Brain Training Institute, and he's all about activating our systems through breath, through movement, through visualization, through martial arts, um, so we can just be the best versions of ourselves. And that is something that I am always down for, and I hope you are too. Otherwise, you probably shouldn't be listening, listening to this. Regardless, ciao for now and enjoy. Welcome, my friends, to this week's edition of Holistic Biohacking. I'm your host, Brian Hardy, holistic nutritionist and lifestyle coach. And we are coming to you live from Alternity at 236 Christie Street. And my guest today is someone whom I'm very excited to talk to, to share your story, to share what you're up to, to give people tools that they can use for expressing more of their potential becoming more adaptable, upgrading their lives, upgrading their experience, which is something that I know that you know quite a bit about. And so my guest today is Mr. Julian. How do you say your last name? I didn't ask. Julian's good. Julian. Just keep it at Julian. Julian, nice and simple. Yeah. Julian. And you are the founder of the Brain Training Institute. Correct. As well as involved with a bunch of other very, very cool things. Sure. And so, I am. Yeah. This is true. And so I want to start where this sort of began. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten the story a little bit, you know, just with our conversations back and forth, but it's a pretty interesting story. Okay. And we won't have to go super, super in depth because I want to bring us up to today and what you're doing today. And yeah, sure. Share some tools. But I'll be brief. Yeah. How did you come to be this sort of optimizer, brain hacker, designer? Extraordinaire. Well, what happened uh, was uh, I was born in Poland, and one of the things that happened for me was, you know, just like a regular kid, we all had our imaginations. My imagination ran wild, and um, one of the things that ended up happening to me, which was at the time you could have said unfortunate, is I got hit by a car, but that really set my set me and who I am on a kind of different trajectory. So. Essentially, I guess I can talk about it in a way that I opened up new senses or abilities or intelligence. And at first, I didn't really know how to handle it. So it was overwhelming Mm. um, for a long time, as a matter of fact. And as a result of that incident, I had to learn how to stabilize it and how to ground it and how to harness that intelligence and that wisdom Mm. that was inherent or within. So that's kind of how it all came about. And I studied many things along the way. Uh, the Brain Training Institute essentially is a culmination of about a 20-year 20 20 process of just learning different things and starting 
and changing many different organizational systems as I was growing and advancing. Mm. Along the way, I got mentored by my um, current and lifelong mentor, Robert Chun. And he's out in LA, so he uh, runs a business group called RSC Business Group. And mm. uh, he would be the human being, I would say, that assisted me in an incredible way to, <laughs> to kind of get my systems in check and in gear and, and really play the game that I was meant to play in the world, you know, and contribute and give back mm. like that. Wonderful. Thank you. And so just to be a little bit more clear, so you were hit by a car. I'm assuming there was brain trauma of some sort. Like, were you in a coma? Were you unconscious? Were you... I was unconscious for about five to ten minutes. Okay. Uh, and when I say unconscious, I was still aware that there was something happening, but I was not in my body. So it, it, it's kind of like an out-of-body experience. Mm. What I ended up learning over time is that what ended up happening is I got into hyperspace, into these high energy spaces mm. that, you know, uh, many of us access sometimes through other traumas, sometimes through other experiences. Um, and what ends up happening inevitably in those high energy states is that we open up abilities or senses. Mm. And if we learn to stabilize those senses and those functionalities and those abilities, that's great. You know, that's awesome. And you just, life just kind of keeps on going and everything's normal, quote unquote. Mm. Um, in my case, I had a challenge with learning how to stabilize them. Mm. Um, and neurologically, from a neuroontological kind of perspective, memory perspective, uh, they were uh, things that I really needed to ground and things I really needed to understand so I could work with it. Otherwise, mm. my, my body was not functional. By the time I was 26, I had about an hour of functionality. So my ability to function out in the world was you know, very limited. Mm. So this was 11 years ago. Okay. You know, so I was essentially at a place where I was 140 pounds. And okay, I gotta figure this out. I gotta mm. figure out how my brain works. I gotta figure out how my body works. I got to figure out how my way of being works and, and begin to, you know, at the time I didn't have that language for it. Yeah. You know, I, I had to learn fields and information so that I could be here now. Mm. Okay. And so what that sort of makes me think about is like you had this, you know, very high energy, high um, information sort of download mm -hmm. or experience, mm -hmm. but that yeah, the physical temple wasn't able to contain it, right? And so you had to develop the physical body, the meat suit, as I like to call it, right? You said develop the meat suit or strengthen it, strengthen the nervous system mm -hmm. so that you're able to process that information, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah, my brain essentially was very fast and it was right brain dominant. Mm. And, and so I was in imagination. So the key characteristic of right brain dominance is that you're able to access system level information but it doesn't ground into physical action. Mm. So what happens is, you know, you can stay inside of these high level information and it's incredible, like a lot of energy is required to be there, but it doesn't mean that you'll take any action steps with that information. Mm. So what happened to me is when I wouldn't take the action, my body would just crash and that would happen consistently, reliably, like a pattern, like a loop Yeah. over 27 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the process of meeting your mentor, how did that come to be? Did it just 
happen chance or he saw oh. something in you or oh, yeah. you met him or like how did that um, play out? Yeah, Robert was, uh, well, I wanted to get, I, I read this book about master apprentice relationships hmm. and I think it was in my early 20s. So I didn't, I met Robert at the age of 26 and okay. at the time I had a mentor here in Toronto and that was my first real kind of like master apprentice relationship. And uh, the way I met Robert was through a training and development organization. Hmm. And I just felt something. I didn't see his face. I didn't know what he looked like, but I could just feel or sense the person that he was talking to on the phone, they would shift their whole energy and their whole structure of how they would even sit, their tone of voice, everything about them would relax. And I just said to myself, Whoever is on the other line, I want to be able to talk with that person. Mm. So then I ended up getting a job in that chair so I could have that access. Okay. Yeah. Okay, straight to the source. Yep. That's the way to do Just it. Just get the job. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Was that in California? No, that was in Toronto here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so then he sort of, you know, took you under his wing and then is that where things started to make sense or you started to um, find like practical tools? Like what were some of the tools? I know that now now in your work you do a lot with movement and with breath, yeah. um, language. Yeah. Like how did those things start to come in and, yeah. and develop? Well, at first it was with Robert, the training was accessing future and accessing vision. Hmm. Um, because my brain had no problem going really far into the future, he would just ask me, you know, what do you see 100 years, 150 years, 200 years from now? And then I would be able to share about it with him. Hmm. And so we started to download that kind of information and we started learning from each other. And then eventually the first skill I had to learn was listening. So I, I, there's a distinction between hearing and listening. So hearing is biological, you know, you either hear or you can't. Um, and listening is like a skill, it's something you develop. Mm. So one of the things he told me is, you know, I have to go out into the world and listen to a thousand people. So I have to in listen to 1000 people and their points of view or perspectives, specifically in the domain of business and what they're dealing with in their business life and organization. Mm. So I started, began to do that. And then I started to develop um, a understanding or an awareness of what other people are dealing with to a high level of degree. And so then that was the foundational skill required for coaching. Mm. Um, and then, so then that gave me access into things like being able to listen to people and then have given the experience of feeling better. And people necessarily wouldn't know why they're getting better, but when we feel heard, that's what happens because of mirror neurons in the brain. Mm. And we just feel feel good. And so that made me also feel good because I was contributing to others. And I really had to practice that because all I would want to do was, you know, share information because I was really into having this like really a lot of information to share and always want to do that. So I had to mm. stop myself from doing that and just mm, and just use my ears. So that was the first skill with Robert. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then even listening, I find 
there's like listening to understand, mm -hmm. right? Versus like listening to respond, mm -hmm. right? And so many times it's easy to get just like caught in our own, you know, we just, all we're concerned about is what we're going to share next. Mm -hmm. I guess it's not really listening, mm -hmm. right? We no. know about it. Um, yeah. But, okay, so foundational tool that comes in. How does, uh, how does like movement and breath and like these mm -hmm. sorts of things develop? Sure. Um, well, for me, movement at first was challenging because mm. I just didn't have the energy for it. Uh, eventually, uh, what happened to happen, you know, when, uh, what I started to learn was martial arts. Okay. So that's how, kind of how I went into it because that was the place where I saw people being highly functional in a, in a physical sense, mm. being able to do incredible feats and their bodies seemed to be incredibly fit. And so doing simple things like um, basic foundational Kung Fu sets and basic Tai Chi movements um, allowed me to, you know, just balance my nervous system in a, in a way. And, but I still required more. There was still more components missing for the movement. Mm. And where it kind of came together is when I started to learn how to breathe. And mm. specifically with mathematical programmable sequences of breath. So mm. I started to have a conversation with my command center in my brain. So, you know, we can use our mouth to communicate with each other. You know, we can even talk to ourselves, but there is a, there is a part of our brain, the, the pineal gland, that really listens to how we, we breathe. Mm. And, and the sequences of breath that we utilize determines the level of depth or conversation that you have with that command center. Mm. And once you can access that, then you have access into relaxation. You have access into developing muscles in a different way. Um, mm. You have access for nervous system activation. Mm. And you can also start begin to switch your movements that we've almost held on to since we were little, where, where we kind of got locked into certain motions. So our mm. bodies began to compensate and we just simply move in a particular way or are completely unaware that that's what we're doing. We just, that's just the way things are. Mm -hmm. And so that was really a key component for me. And, you know, I would say that um, combined with very simple martial arts motions and, and breath work and language, um, you know, you have a very powerful tool set there to, to reprogram essentially anything. Mm -hmm. That's inside so that it can manifest, you know, externally for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is what I understand um, is a large basis of the work that you do with folks nowadays, right? And with some of like the meetups you host or the weekly yeah. events where people come and you train and mm -hmm. work together. Mm -hmm. um, and I had the experience of, of getting a taste um, yeah. of one of these sequences. Yes. And... Um, I love, I guess now is as good a time as any. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a good time to open it up with, uh, with the breath. Yeah, and whatever it is, I mean, you can preface it, you can lead it, what this is sort of for. Sure, yeah. Um, so, you know, typically when we're breathing, um, we, we take really shallow breaths. So we're not really we're getting a full 100% air in and 100% air out. To really make these sequences effective requires, you know, taking really deep breaths. And your eyes may be open or closed throughout the exercise. 
Uh, I'll guide you through the whole breathing sequence. There'll be a total of nine breaths, and we'll breathe through the mouth and the nose, okay? And you can, you know, relax, sit comfortably. And at the end of the exercise, you may feel a little bit lightheaded, and that's perfectly normal. That's exactly what's supposed to happen, mm. okay? And um, we'll begin by breathing out through the mouth all the way. So just breathe out the mouth. And breathe out one more time, fully compressing your core. Now while we breathe, we're going to keep our shoulders down and focus on just breathing from the core. So we're going to breathe, release the pressure and mouth in, medium, three seconds in. And three seconds out. Three seconds in. And nose out. Nose in. Nose out. Nose in. Mouth out. Mouth in. Mouth out. One more cycle. Mouth in. Nose out. Deep breaths. Nose in. Nose out. Nose in. Mouth out. Mouth in. And mouth out. Holding your breath. Relaxing your core. Naturally drawing half a breath in with the mouth. And closing your eyes, just relax. Returning to normal breath. Hmm. Mm. Thank you. You're that welcome. Was, that was great. That was great. I feel centered, calmer, a little bit energized. Mm hmm. My hands are feeling a little tingly. Yeah. I just want to move around a little bit. Yeah. So it's a great way to get the chi, tapping into the chi, get the chi yeah. flowing. Yeah. If they're excellent for functionality, that would be like the first level. Okay. Yeah. So you can get you present here. Okay. Paying attention to what's around you. Mm -hmm. um, the second level of, of breath work is really about, has to deal with performance and memory processing. So it's okay. a way to access your own internal memories and, and process charges within, stored within your own memories. Okay. So there's an entire breathing system for accessing your memories and mm. extracting energy out of either you know, positive memories or negative memories or traumas. And mm. both of them will have a different effect with your ability to train your brain. Mm. And so the more you really get into these systems, the more you can develop a whole brain. So you can have the left and right brain hemisphere communicating harmoniously, and that's where you get the imagination of the right brain and the ability to simulate scenarios grounded with the, the logic board of, of the left brain. Mm. So 
you know, whether you're more of a logical, down-to-earth person or you're more of a creative artist, mm-hmm. these systems give you access now to both the left and right brain hemisphere. So you have a whole brain, which what, which is what you were meant to have anyway in the first place. Yeah. 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 And so it makes me think, I mean, I feel like a lot of people just sort of resign themselves. Like, mm. oh, I'm just this way. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. I'm just artistic or I'm just analytical. Or, oh, yeah. And cut themselves off from the potential. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, you're working with all sorts of people, entrepreneurs, business people, like yeah. the whole group. artists, artists, yeah, just students, you know, different kinds of people. I guess anyone who's really you know interested in growth, having uh, yeah, having their full brain, having growth. Yeah. Um, uh, my focus is business people, like uh, ultimate training people for business and developing organizations. Because when you have a whole brain, you can really see other people's points of view, hmm. and you can see your role inside of that without making yourself wrong, without saying, oh, I'm stuck being this way. And now, you know, you're, you're like cutting off the available energy for developing or growing in a particular way. Mm. When you have that energy, you're, you're just more open to going, oh yeah, I can, I don't know how to do that right now, but you know what? I got a pretty fast brain. I'll learn it. <laughs> I'll mm. adapt. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll invent a new role. I'll create and invent something that will work for this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is so key, the word adapt. Yeah. Right? Adapt. Mm. It's so, so crucial because our world is changing so fast. Oh, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. people, a lot of people, it seems like they're not keeping up. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's the whole... It's tough. Going back to sort of, you know, evolutionary principles. It's like, it's not necessarily the strongest or the smartest who's going to make it through um, or thrive, but it's that the one who can adapt to change. Yes. Right? And, and our environment changes faster now than it has probably ever. Oh, yeah. Or at least for recent history. Yeah. Um, the rate of adaptability, uh, what we call the adaptability index, has to increase for ourselves. The, mm. way we, the rate at which we learn information, the rate at which we process it, the rate at which we uh, unlearn certain information mm. and habits that we've acquired that are no longer serving us. You know, and, and I think that's really the kicker because most of the time we don't remember the habits that we've learned and how mm-hmm. long we've been inside of them. It's, yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Since childhood, right? Yeah, since they were, those were first implanted. Yeah, it's like imprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so using the breath then, you're able to go back. Yep. And tap into these things, bring awareness to them yep. so they can be integrated. Yeah, integration would be the key. Mm. So you don't disassociate or disconnect or just say, you know, that's a part of me I don't really understand. I'm just going to try to cover it up and just ignore it. Mm. No, just, oh, okay, there's a memory there. There's an experience and there's value in every experience. So we just work on extracting the value, mm. integrating the value, whether it's a teacher, like a lesson, mm-hmm. or whether it's a, a driver, like, a, like an action. That can drive energy into the goals that you're, you know, intending on accomplishing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems just hearing that makes me think that I would imagine at the root of a lot of sort of chaos and mm. struggle mm-hmm. and suffering yeah. is this um, unwillingness, right, to mm. look at what's there, right, and to deal with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people compensate in certain ways and some people just work their lives away or some yep. people turn to alcohol or drugs or mm-hmm. anything 
to disassociate, right? Yeah. To, to not face reality. Yeah. And, you know, and once, when you get that, you know, nothing happened to you or me or anyone mm. without, like, nature doesn't develop situations for us just because it wants us to break down. Mm. It wants us to either learn something, extract a lesson, uh, like a teacher, or it wants us to, you know, use the energy to take an action step, to move something forward. Mm. And then, you know, and then it's up to us how we are in that situation, like who we're being in that moment. So we can, I, we can have that whole brain functionality where we can, oh yeah, I'm learning something. Oh yeah, I'm learning how to drive things forward. You know, and so to learn requires humbling ourselves, mm. right? So, so this is where the resistors would come up because our relationship with authority and, and how we've programmed ourselves from, from our early age, you know, and, and that those kinds of relationship would then limit our ability then to, to learn. So we would mm -hmm. shy away from looking at those teachers, looking at those memories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the breakdowns that I saw is um, we attempt to cover it up and we attempt to um, only like almost like delete the negative memories. And like, how do I get rid of these things? You know, how do I delete the bad experiences? Mm. It's not really designed to delete, it's designed to integrate. Mm. So you can really just own it, oh, and that, that's what happened. Yeah, so that, does that make sense? I think so, yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, I've had experiences where um, I come to recognize, okay, maybe there's a belief or there's, there's something. Right? Yes. There's something that I'm not wanting to be honest about. Yeah. Um, and then, whether it's in a relationship or whether it's around... Whatever it could be. For me, it tends to be around either money or women. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah? Cool. I mean, that's Tell me, give me, what, give me an example. <laughs> that's, are you, are that's you comfortable with that? Up. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. Um, I'm all for you know, the transparency. And so something I've realized is that um, around money is that I have this belief that I'll always have enough. Okay. And then I do. Right. But it doesn't leave room for having an abundance to then save or to invest or to right. you know put to something else mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so it's almost this like um, not 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 uh, feeling worthy or deserving of the excess sure right yeah. or an abundance yeah as it were mm -hmm. um, so yeah that'd be that'd be one example so for you there's like a like a cap mm -hmm. and so there's an agreement that you have with yourself that says this is how much I can receive. Mm. And after that, your agreements say, I can no longer go and have more than that. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So where did you learn about money? Who taught you these agreements? I imagine it was from my parents. Mm. And I know, I mean, I know growing up, um, my dad worked, mom worked as well, mm -hmm. um, but she also raised us. She stayed home to raise us. Right. And um, we always had enough. Like we always had, we always had what we needed. Like we never felt in want necessarily. Right. So it was always buying things on sale. Right. right. So it was always looking at all the sales and buying things only on sale. Yeah. Um, I can appreciate that. And not, yeah, yeah. And not, uh, not um, having like, so if we were in the grocery store and I'm like complaining for a candy bar, like our mom would not buy that. Right. right? And even like video games and things, she wouldn't buy us that. Right. Um, uh, any of like the extra things. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So I think that's sort of where I came from. And I don't know if they like they worried about it or they talked. They didn't really talk about it. It was kind of like hush hush, mm. right? The same thing with sex. Both of them were kind of like hush hush. Mm. So it's like this like ambiguous ominous mystery, mysterious thing, mysterious yeah. thing, right? And it has a that has a heavy sort of energy to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you were to kind of look at like when the word money gets thrown out, what's your experience around it? I think. There's a bit of like a. Um, How does it make you feel? Almost like dirty, mm. not dirty or like or like, like. Um, yeah, there's some sort of. As much as intellectually, I don't want to admit it. Right. There's some sort of like a, a heaviness or like a wrongness or like a. It's okay, but you know, only to be used for certain things. Mm-hmm. Or it's like a means to an end, right? But not good in itself. A means to an end, but not good in itself. Something like that. So, so then you get used by that definition, right? Mm. So if you were, if you were a little kid, and mm-hmm. you said to this little kid, "Listen, money is this dirty thing, and it's a means to an end, right? But it's not a really a good thing." And you and maybe you hear this from an authority figure, or maybe you make it up. Yeah. And you're there, you're going, okay. And it takes you about like a nanosecond to say that that's true. Yeah. So in that moment, you know, then that pattern or that loop just continues. Mm. Until we raise the, until we go back into the moment in time where those programs got installed. And typically for us, it's about the age of six. Mm-hmm. By the age of six, the, the money conversation is just locked in. Mm. So we have to go into those memories to uncover okay. that. And then there's another thing about money, and then that, that that's, has to deal with the way we talk about it. Right? Mm. So there's social ways of talking about money, And then there's operational ways of talking about money. And they're very distinct. Mm. Most of us talk about money like a social, in a social definition. So the way, kind of the way you talked about it. Mm -hmm. And there is another way of looking at money that we teach people that allows them to look at it from this neutral point of view. Really like a tool that's Mm. designed to accomplish something. Like a hammer. Yes. Or, you know, a screwdriver or something like that. So it removes the emotional charge linked in the, with, with the word. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you know, we can talk about later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To give you kind of a sense and for the viewers watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's just a, such a common thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. What'd you get out of that? Uh, just that to be really aware i guess of 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 how uh the visceral reaction mm. that i can get around it mm-hmm. um and how that cuz intellectually i want to earn more and have more and invest more and you know all sure, those things course. yes but on a belief slash emotion level it's not congruent yes right with that desire so i need to for myself it's about coming more into alignment Right, more mm-hmm. into alignment and, and letting go of those limitations. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So, what's your goal? The goal. 
Mm-hmm. Good, cool. Well, I've been having some good success with, or what feels like good success, um, with uh, this this uh, sort of meditation program, sort of like self hypnosis meditation. Yeah. By Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Breaking the habit of being yourself. Mm-hmm. Great book. Great, great book. Check it out. Listen to it. Um, fantastic. And so awesome. I have a recording of myself guiding myself through this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where you tap into the emotions and you release that and flood yourself with the gratitude. And mm-hmm. aside from that, I mean, being consistent with that, mm-hmm. um, and then also asking for help more, I think, mm. right? Because being an early stage, you know, small business owner, right, um, and trying to do things on my own. And we were talking before we started, yeah, about my missing the need for a team, yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah, business wasn't really designed to be built by individuals. Mm-hmm. Business really works when it's an organization. Mm. And if we just knew that, then we just save ourselves a lot of, a lot of issues. Yeah, because you come into it. It's really designed at the basic, fundamental level of team sport. Mm. I, I would never recommend for anyone going into business doing it as an individual. It's just too much. It's just too much data, too much overload. Mm. And there's too many things that get dropped. Yes. Because there's too many memory systems and things to handle or areas of business that need to be built out. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And so that is some of the work that you do with folks, right? Is help build the system? Do mm-hmm. you build the system or do you empower the person to, to build their own? Well, we teach systems from a, like a top down so you can look at systems from, oh, that's how it, everything works. That's how everything connects. This is an organizational structure. These are the areas of business that connect here. And these are the areas of business that connect here. And these are the areas of business that connect here. Mm. And this is how they all function together. And if you're missing this system, then it will create these kind of breakdowns. So everything becomes Mm. really obvious. You know, you look at it like, oh, okay, I see. So in order to correct it, you know, this on a systems level, my business structure, Mm-hmm. Then we, you know, we work on the system that requires attention first mm. and right away it just adds energy to flow through and then we're able to build the next system. Mm. So we do it over a period of time so that, you know, people can do it while they're growing it, you know, so it's not all, all at the same time. Otherwise it's too much. Yeah. So it's just progressively proactively done. And once you do it once, then you have the pattern. And once you have the pattern, then you're able to go back into each system and upgrade them. And that's really when the fun begins. Because mm. then you have had the experience of building it. The first time you build it is, is the most, I will say, the most challenging because you're, you're learning it for the first time. Yeah. Right? Like anything. Like anything. Right? But once you go through that process the first time, then it's like, wow. Okay. What else is here? How else can I pr- upgrade it? How else can I improve it? What else can I change? to make my systems work better. Because then you also learn about yourself and, and also you know, your own personal strengths. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason we build the teams is not, is, is simply because you wanna know who to add to your structure, who do you add to your team that will make your weaknesses irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So your weaknesses don't really matter instead of an organization because you, you just bring it, you bring your strengths. And, you know, that's part of the training of the brain and processing the memories is really getting the self-worth mm. and your own personal self-image, like how you perceive other people perceive you. Self-worth would be 
the value estimation that you have of yourself. Mm-hmm. And more, more fundamental level is your self-care, how you take care of yourself. You know? and, and, and because we're moving at these really fast, accelerated rates, what used to work for taking care of ourselves 10, 20 years ago, it, it's not going to work moving forward. We have mm. to upgrade what we're actually doing to take care of ourselves, which you really talk a lot about, I know, with your, your biohacking, mm-hmm. right? Holistic biohacking. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that self-care, you know, for us in our conversation is really about three things, the brain, the body, and our way of being. So we call it the triple B, brain, okay. body, and being. being. And with that, you have a way to directly impact your brain's processing power, your body's ability to move in physical space, and how you, how you use language to create your reality. Mm. And once you have that, then you, you know, when you go into team situations, and then you go and interact with others, it's a completely different ballgame. Mm-hmm. You're not there to prove something, you know, that you're better than, or you know, you're, all, uh, you're less than other people. You just show up. You're mm-hmm. just ready to play. Hey, let's play. Mm. This is a team sport. Mm. So the interactivity and then what's possible with people is, my experience so far, far greater in that framework or that kind of context. I love that. You love that? What do you love about I love that? that? I love the play. The play. Right? Because I always I have this like mantra yeah. that we're going to play our way to paradise. Yeah. Um, creating like the new earth, right? Creating new... Yeah. Communities, structures, organizations. Right. Because um, otherwise it's just so dry and dull and like, what's yeah. the point? Right? Yeah. And have fun while doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, of course we want to make money. You know, and of course we want to have a great experience and contribute and matter and count while we're doing all that. And, um, you know, but without the play, we don't really learn as fast. Mm. We don't. You know, when we're kids, Makes sense. we learn super fast because we're playing. Our mm-hmm. rate of adaptability as children is incredibly high. Mm-hmm. We learn to walk by the time we're one, right? And, you know, governments and corporations spend billions of dollars attempting to figure out how to make a robot walk like a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure it out by the time you were one. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that, that means, you know, you already have built-in intelligence systems. Mm. And then it's a matter of just, you know, harnessing, going almost like returning back to those systems. And organizations in the future will be very much centered around that. Mm. And it's not like people are going to, you know, waste their time. They're actually going to get far more productive and far more creative and far more innovative. And we'll have to, because artificial intelligence, whether we like it or not, is coming. Mm-hmm. So we have to invent new roles for ourselves out of nothing. We have to like, make new things up to prove our value. Mm. You know, we, we can't stay stuck in one place anymore. So it's where, the way my mentor talked about it is you know, it's forever learning land. We're just going into a time now where we're just going to be learning like, as a lifestyle. And the people that learn are able to learn at a rate that, you know, is faster than others, not, not because it's good or bad, will simply be able to invent new roles for themselves, learn new skills, and, and adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I want to pull it back to you know the whole brain body being yeah and patterns and all that I'm curious if you have you know specific patterns or rituals or oh, mm -hmm. you know foods or supplements or things that you go to you know sleeping habits any like any and all things that can upgrade the brain and the body and allow you to show up and be your fullest self right totally um, so for and we talked a, a little bit about the breath, right? Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a, um, a very comprehensive, let's call it breathing system. And the reason, you know, the purpose of, of breathing at the most foundational level, like we talked about initially, is functionality. So we're aiming to boost our functionality. So how well we work, mm -hmm. how well our body works, how well our brain works, mm -hmm. and how receptive we are. So there's definitely that practice embedded in my morning routine throughout the day and my evening. And in fact, anytime I enter a process and I complete a process, I'm entering it with a breath and exiting it with a breath. Mm. At the most fundamental level, there's a morning one and an evening one. So I have that loop because that's the most foundational loop that any one of us have as a human being. Mm -hmm. And then there's, you know, beginning of a workout, completing a workout, beginning work, completing work. So at very least six, six loops throughout the day, all of us pretty much have mm. already. Um, and then, you know, depending upon how maybe obsessed you are, <laughs> you can add, you can add more and, and learn more layers of, of the breathing system. Mm. And that would just add more sophistication and refinement and, and additional intelligence and wisdom for how you enter and complete a process. Um, for, so that's for, that's the basic one we have for the, the brain. Mm -hmm. For the body, what we do is very simple. We walk. We call it the G-Walk. So every Saturday at 9 a.m., um, I do it publicly through a meetup. And we go for a walk. And it's really amazing the, the power that you harness simply by go doing that. And it's, it's so simple. But what we do is we add simple motion systems. And one of them could be outcome and then income. So our hands are coming in and then outcome. Hands out, income. Mm. And then as we're walking, you know, and we've linked synchronized that with, with breathing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, that problem that you're having, that you are attempting to solve all week long, and you're like stuck with it, solution just pops up out of nowhere. Mm. And you're like, bam, solved. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you just keep on going. And the increased gamma brainwave activity and also accessing the gamma motor neuron system. Hence the G-walk. The G-walk. Yeah, but okay. G is also for you know, gentle and gratitude. Okay. Yeah. okay. Like gamma is the neuroscience term. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a very gentle way of developing your intelligence. Most of us can walk, so there's no weights required. Mm. But simply through the act of walking and having this conversation, you're, you're able to access the deeper layers of intelligence. Mm. Way of being, the practice there is really being diligent with, and initially people require a coach or someone to guide them to notice their own patterns of behavior mm -hmm. because we will not notice our own patterns. We'll be like the last person to notice our own patterns that we're running. Mm -hmm. we, we won't... You know, unless you have done a lot of memory processing and you can see them and you've already identified them, then you can take responsibility for them. 
So what we do is we work with people at a level of pointing things out, asking questions, so that you can notice your own patterns and reveal them. Mm. And, and then there's a way of being attached to that. The right way of being could be resigned or it could be angry. You know, you, and you could have been pretending like you're happy. So I'm happy, but really you're angry. So, you know, maybe you kind of go to a networking event and, you know, I'm feeling great, you know, and you're like, dude, I don't know. That doesn't sound like you're doing great. But, you know, socially, we don't go into it because it's, you know, to be messy kind of thing to do. Yeah. So we do it, you know, in a comfortable setting where you can actually access these memories and just deal with them, you know, gradually, step by step. Mm. And just really find the source of that because there's a value into it. But it may not be fully serving you right now based upon your goals. Mm. Okay. So that's, those are the three basic level practices for the brain. So for the brain, it's breath. Yeah. For the body, it's really simple, activated motion systems. And for the way of being, it's just really looking at noticing patterns of behavior and taking new action steps once you notice mm. the patterns of behavior and that's key the mm. new action steps because ultimately you know you're responsible for taking the new actions mm-hmm. and i'm responsible for taking my new actions mm-hmm. and if we don't take the new action steps then we kind of don't get the the points <laughs> yeah to upgrade our way of being mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense, right? And, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking about this all in terms of a game now. Right. Right? It's like a video game. And that makes me think about why video games are so damn addictive. Right. And how you, you know, because you're learning how to play the game. Yes. And it just draws you in. And yeah. so, and that's the only way that you level up. Right. right. You can't do the same thing and expect to level up. Yeah. Um, that's right. Same so thing in life, right? Yeah. You can't expect to do the same thing. Expect to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. So... When it comes to money, to kind of look back in that conversation, we essentially get in a layer of an energy stream, like a level of income stream. Mm-hmm. We teach this in our business training, and there's like a literally like levels of income streams that can we can process through our bodies mm-hmm. based upon our internal programming and the environment that was around us when we we're growing up. So there's something we have to give up. You know, there's a way of being that we have to give up in order to mm-hmm. access the next level. And once you give up that way of being, it, you know, and are honest about it, sometimes, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time to get to the honest part. Mm. But once you are honest about it, then you can move up in your ability to access your next level of income. And it's, mechan- it's you know, there is a process for it. There mm. is mechanics for it. And there's language for it. Mm. Yeah, and models that we use that allow you to see it and then upgrade if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of like a system hacker, so I like that with people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And I imagine the same can be—I mean, not imagine—I've experienced the same sort of thing can be done for you know, maybe it's not income, but it's intimacy. Sure, absolutely. Right? Yeah. With a lover, with a friend, yeah. with a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. it requires that uncomfortable newness, right? Like facing that sort of unknown and that yeah. that potentially maybe dangerous. Maybe you've told yourself it's not safe. Sure. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we tell ourselves it's dangerous. 
because fundamentally we're, you know, our relationship fields are initially programmed by our mother. Mm. And we get told something very, when we're very young, some variation of, you know, don't talk to strangers. And it's a wise thing to do at that time. Mm. But our, our body takes on that programming. And, you know, when, if you go outside, you know, if, if it was like everywhere, like kids, We'd be like running into each other and like, how's it going? <laughs> Interactivity would be up to the max mm-hmm. because we wouldn't have concerns or considerations about, you know, what we look like and, you know, all the stuff that we're coming with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we have these programs that are running in the background, then we don't get that access. So intimacy would then be, you know, something that would take work. Mm-hmm. to get into. So working with relation, relational fields is another way of training your brain mm. and, and getting access into those memories. And there's specific pathways to do that. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine, yeah, so there's like fields for everything, right? Everything is, is either part of a field or emitting a field or attracted to a field. Yep. It's just layer upon layer upon layer. Yeah, um, with relationships, you know, we have, we, we've defined in our conversation 12 relational fields that we all go through as human beings mm. throughout a lifespan. And some of us get stuck somewhere because somewhere along the way we got our feelings were hurt. Mm. Somewhere along the way our, our heart was broken. So then we said, I'm never going to let that happen to me ever again. And then when we say that, whether we say it out loud or whether we say it inside, what happens is we start running a program. So as soon as we start running a program, a program runs like a pattern. Mm. So the aliveness that was there when we were a child is now off the table and we're now running a loop. And this is where our our motion systems, our bodies begin to lock into a specific kind of format. Mm. And that is where we begin to develop our personality, distinct personality type for how we handle that incident. Mm. Does that make sense? Definitely. Definitely. And I'm just picturing, you know, you see people that are very, very depressed, Mm -hmm. right? And they're always like this. They're always hunched. They're always sort of walking around defeated. Yeah. And so it's like that belief transmits to the body. Yeah. And as soon as you like lower your head, you you don't don't have the, the posture that you have when you're like shoulders back, chest out here. It's a completely different reality. Mm-hmm. As soon as you go down here, you, you missed the point. Mm-hmm. You're literally just inside here inside of your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And everything just loops. Because then we lack the, the balancing that we get from accessing our visual cortex and interacting with our environment right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so interconnected and it's so infinite in the potential. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, so the potential is cool, right? And that, that always increases as you develop yourself. Mm-hmm. My passion is really converting that potential into actual, in physical reality over time. Mm. So it's really taking that potential. You know, once you begin to unlock it, if you don't convert it into actual results in reality, the, the potential begins to compress you. It begins to you know, the fields begin to compress. And the more you unlock potential, you get to unlock, you know, by the time you're, you know, as you age, your bone structures, your 
posture begins to compress as well. Mm. So, you know, you begin to go that way. Yeah. So what we want to be able to do is we want to have, you know, we want to have you be here, like interacting with the environment here mm. and have the energy to form the synergies that you require to move yourself forward. Cause you're not going to be able to do the things you really want to do on your own. You have to take your energy and interact with other people and form a synergistic team. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's a hobby or a project, you know, at school or it's a business organization, that's where you're going to really meet yourself. That's when you're going to really find out what your true capabilities are. That's when you're really going to find out what's really possible for you. Definitely. And it will blow your mind. <laughs> mm. you'll, you'll blow your mind. You know, when you, when you tap into that. And, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs and, and business people will share that, you know, perspective. Mm -hmm. Except now we can do it in a very structured way almost. Yeah, you've streamlined it. Streamlined right? it, Instead yeah. Instead of sort of stumbling along... Yeah. Maybe this works, maybe that works. Exactly. It's a system. Yeah, it's systematized. Systematized self-actualization. Mm. I like that. I just made it up. Which again, yeah, well, it works. <laughs> which, again, which again goes back to, um, you know, making the old relevant or sort of, you know, drawing from the ancient past. Yes. Right? Drawing from the wisdom traditions, drawing from the people that had this stuff figured out. Yep. To a degree. Yeah. And then applying it to make sense in the modern world. Yeah. Yeah, because our modern world runs off of layers of civilizational developments, you could say. Mm. You know, and, and we, we started out, you know, from this is from one perspective of course. It's not the truth. But, you know, there was a time where we were hunters and gatherers and our age span was about 25, maybe 30 years of age. Mm. And then we kind of figure out certain few things. And then we moved into agricultural age. And then we did that and we lived to about 40. And then we added extra layers. So we added uh, feudal age. So in the feudal lords and, you know, we still have them. Landlords and bank lords and overlords and drug lords. Mm. They're all still here, right? Mm -hmm. The vestiges of the feudal ages mm -hmm. in, in our current civilizational structure, yeah. um, industrial age, um, which we really learned automation and we turn ourselves into automatons. <laughs> Human beings became the machines, the mechanical machines, and that's how we related to ourselves. Mm. And in the information age, you know, that's the knowledge economy. You know, this is where the world is now shifting into. It's upgrading into, okay, we can have everything work. We can have all the functional connection and distribution channels to, to really feed every single person on the planet. You know, my point of view, the, the pathway now is really the, you know, upgrading the field of business so that that, can, that really can be fulfilled. Because that's mm -hmm. the function of a business organization is really to give people what they need and want. Mm -hmm. and, and we're dealing with these challenges, right? Because right now we're, you know, if you're running on some feudal age, industrial age programming, and we're in information age, moving mm. into the AI space age, our software inside hasn't caught up with what's actually happening. Mm. So our brains, our bodies are not adapting at a rate that's congruent with external reality. So that's a breakdown. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. 
Yep. And dis-ease and, you know, dysfunction and stress. Yeah. And uh, lots of challenge. Lots of challenges is what, and you that's what we're facing. Mm-hmm. So this is the also the opportunity mm-hmm. for us as a species to, <laughs> yo, let's make things happen. Let's mm-hmm. upgrade. And, you know, it's not something, it's going to be a simple process, but it's not always going to be easy. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a simple thing, but it's not easy letting go of some of the things and hurts and um, memories that we've kind of held on to our, for our whole lives and then releasing them. Because mm-hmm. there's an emotional release that has to happen, mm-hmm. you know, linked into our limbic system and how we actually process emotional states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you grow up in a culture where, um, especially as men, you know, right. the space to be emotional and to deal with those things oh, yeah. isn't readily available for most of us. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it requires a lot of vulnerability and a lot of support. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that's why I love that people like you are out there doing your thing. Yeah. And that there's, you know, there's men's groups, there's women's groups, yeah. there's mastermind groups, there's so many things. Absolutely. Yeah. Self-organizing sort of systems, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That are creating the space, that are creating the environment and able to allow this to express itself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, as a boy, we're told, don't cry. Boys don't cry. Suck it up. Suck it up. And you're like, ah, uh, but I want to. <laughs> but very quickly, you learn that's not the cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we suppress it. So then that suppression you know, it just manifests itself in all kinds of strange ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can have a far more functional, like, society and civilization if we just accept who we are as human beings and just handle us- ourselves just the way we are mm-hmm. without attempting to fix or change ourselves through social programs that are no longer applying. Because mm-hmm. we have the knowledge, we have the information for how we function. And if we can you know implement these things into the organizations that we all belong to then i think we'll have a really you know interesting time moving forward um, more fun more playful yes you know yes yeah yes a juicier time a more vital time yeah more connected yeah mm-hmm. a lot more compassion and understanding because now you have a whole brain you know and you can listen you can receive data without attempting to like judge it or disconnect from it you can go oh okay i can receive anything because i have a really fast brain you know i don't have to like cut off from any information all information is valuable wow this is amazing now i'm in now your brain is an automated learning so you have a genius brain okay Mm -hmm. and from there you can develop any abilities that you're looking for and so that's the kind of future that i'm look i'm standing for and that's the future that we're inventing in co-creating here right now as we're sharing with mm-hmm. people on Facebook. <laughs> yes. Yes. Aho, brother. Aho, brother. Aho, yeah. I love it. Mm. I love it. Two quick questions as yes. we start begin to wrap up. Number one, what is one thing you're either currently or in the process, or rather, sorry, recently or in the process of letting go? Okay. Um, currently in the process of letting go. Interesting question. I love it. I am learning to let go past agreements that I made to myself 
mm. in relationship, similar to yourself, in relationship to money. And, you know, it's funny that you brought up intimacy, right? Mm. Uh, as well as agreements that are made uh, in that domain as well. Mm. Uh, so there's new layers of memory that I kind of like, came to the surface over the past three or four days. It's kind of like around family day. Okay. Right? You know, family day brought these things up. Mm. And so it brought up intimacy and, and my relationship with, with, with money. And, and uh, yeah, so I'm learning to let go of the agreements that I've been holding on to from the industrial age, from the culture that I was born into mm. that taught me these agreements as the truth. And, you know, and now I'm like seeing another layer of it and I'm going, okay, it's, that's the point of view of that civilization. It makes sense that things were scarce. It makes sense that there wasn't enough because we're pumping out physical objects. We didn't have all the information available to us. So we were hoarding, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there was a scarcity was a huge conversation. And, and so that's what I'm learning to let go. Beautiful. Hmm? Beautiful. You're welcome. The other one I'd like to ask is, what are three resources that you've come across, either books, documentaries, wow. teachers, teachings? Um, <laughs> without, I mean, you don't have to go too deep into each one of them. Sure. But sort of just listing things to point people towards that might want to, you know, dive deeper. Okay. Um, so for my mentor's company, so I think anyone who really wants to master business at an executive ownership level mm. uh, that in, is interested into that and uh, an organizational design and really take things to what I would like to call really just beyond. Um, uh, my mentor's company, RSC Business Group, is really amazing mm -hmm. as a resource for that. You can reach him at rcbusinessgroup.com and you know, send an email to him and he'll, he's always available for interacting with new people. Um, for people who are really interested in diving deep into breathing systems, we're still working on developing our own kind of like teaching on how we're going to teach these things. Mm -hmm. um, but the person I learned from, his name is Corey, and he has an organization called, I think, it, I think he's calling it G.Life. Mm. Um, and the previous one was called LifeMastery.com. I'm not sure which one of those is around. Mm. I haven't checked in yet. But if you go on YouTube, I'm sure you'll be able to find... Um, some of his uh, older videos uh, from Life Mastery mm. uh, that where he, he goes into teaching the, the breathing systems. So if you want like a resource that's already available out there for free, um, you don't have to pay for it and just, you just kind of like an autodidactic, just like, I want to learn this stuff, um, then you can uh, go online. Okay. If you can't find it for some reason, just shoot me an email at julian.braintraining.pro and I'll hook you up. And a third resource, uh, I would say come out to our events if you're interested in this. Uh, we, we share this on a regular basis through our meetup mm. and it's meetup.com forward slash brain training. And we go into, right now we're into designing our lives. So we're in a conversation for design and if you had the opportunity to design your life, like if you were born and somebody said, hey, how would you like to design your life? You know, I'm pretty sure most people wouldn't say, well, I want to have, by the time I'm 12, I want to lose my lack of confidence and I want to have a really terrible program for money. Mm. You know, I don't think you'd be saying these things to yourself. 
-hmm. I think you choose something far more empowering. And so we want to kind of go back to that state and give ourselves access into designing or redesigning mm. our lives. So this is the conversation that we're in. And what comes with that as a resource as well is, um, you know, we can access some of our other events uh, that we also uh, host through our club. So we run a club mm. for people so they can, you can kind of sample different things that we do both online and offline. Um, and if I can say a book, I, this, I know this is the fourth thing. It's okay. It's the fourth thing. You can get an extra. Okay. Because we were going to talk about your stuff. I was going to bring that st your stuff up at the end anyway. So oh, yeah? plug it in. Plug in the book. Um, let's see. I read this book. It's not, necessar it's not a new book. And this book is called The Deviant's Advantage. Mm. So if you're someone who's like on the fringe or an artist... And you're kind of like, where do I fit in into all of this? Um, how, how do I, you know, I, I, maybe you think you're kind of weird or maybe you don't fit in. The Deviant's Advantage helped me kind of fit in. It helped me figure out, wait a minute, there is a place for people in the world like myself. Mm. And, and they are actually super cool. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. they're the ones that end up building the organizations, building the companies. Um, that's one of... Um, one of the ones that just came up to mind based upon our conversation. Okay. Yeah. The Deviant's Advantage. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yep. And for those of you that are watching this live, this will be reposted as a podcast. And I will link up all the things that Julian has mentioned, the things that we've talked about. Um, you can find myself or Julian on Facebook. Um, Instagram as well. On Instagram you are... BTI Collective. BTI Collective. Yeah. Okay. And so Facebook and Instagram are your main two. Is anything else? Uh, those are the main two I use on social media. Yeah. Okay. So Julian and I, our Brain Training Institute is BTI Collective as well on Facebook. BTI Collective on Facebook. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Julian, I want to thank you. You're welcome. For your time. And I want to acknowledge you for the journey you're on and the work you're doing. Thank and you. And the sharing and the growth um, and just the force for evolution that I see you to be. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Thanks for the acknowledgement. My pleasure. My awesome. Pleasure. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being here live, a nice intimate live audience. And uh, <laughs> we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep making things better and expanding this conversation. So tune in each Wednesday. Come here in person to Alternity. And until then, have a beautiful, beautiful life. What a 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 beautiful life.